With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. And we are with you for the next four hours here on Fox Sports Radio, and we only talk Colorado Buffaloes football. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there at unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I may be joking, but I feel like we could talk four hours for what transpired on Saturday, for what has transpired this entire offseason with Deion Sanders and those. Colorado Buffaloes that I mentioned what a way to kick off week one of the college football season Aaron I know there are a lot of layers to everything with with Dion I had a realization though yesterday Dion I think is the only coach in sports that has his own fan base like I like like think like think about why it's like all these topics are so interesting we're going to get to the game maybe some of the post game reaction whatever but like when Nick Saban leaves Alabama or LSU for the Miami Dolphins, nobody's like, oh, I'm a Nick Saban fan. I'm going to follow his career. It's just like, oh, okay, now who does my school hire? It's like the same people that rooted for Dion when he was a player rooted for him at Jackson State. The same people that rooted for him at Jackson State are rooting for him at Colorado. And oh, by the way, the same people that rooted against him as a player are now rooting against him as a head coach. It was just, again, there's so many layers to it. But he's the only coach that has his own fan base. It's pretty cool to think about, at least the only one that I could think of off the top of my head. It has to be because of, I mean, it has to be because of what he did as a player. Because there are legendary coaches in every sport, but Dion is twofold. He's doing something new now as a coach, and that fan base was installed as a player. And, and the reason that I bring it up is because of this is, 
I was trying to think of, you know, you mentioned Nick Saban, and I'm like, okay, what about what other legendary coaches are there? And I thought Coach K. Okay, Coach, you know, obviously at Duke, now retired. But I don't ever remember seeing Duke sweatshirts, Aaron, that say, like, Duke and, like, the K and Duke being, like, Coach K. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yet you have, like, prime sweatshirts and T-shirts. Yes, for Colorado, like that—that that is different. You didn't—you didn't see that with the Blue Devils, but you're seeing it right now with the Buffaloes. When you walk through Tuscaloosa, you don't see uh, Saban shirts with the Alabama script A and Nick Saban's face smiling on it. Is it? You know, he's the Alabama coach. He's a legend. Um, but but if he went to coach, uh, you know, uh, even a non-competitor of Alabama's, like you just like. Alabama fans would be happy, and I think we as college football fans would be interested to see if you know if Nick Saban had gone to coach Texas back in the day. We would have all been interested to watch it, but we wouldn't have been hanging on like his every word and defending him if we if he won his first game and the you know fans that don't know him pl- pretending as though uh, you know there was this big chip on their shoulder because of something that was said about his. It's just it's a really fascinating dynamic. Uh, but oh, by the way, it's something that I know that you know has been talked about the last two, three, four days. Um, I, I, to his credit, he backed it up, and I think that's part of it too, right? He talked the talk as a player and backed it up, and he's only coached one game as a as a Power Five head coach, but through one game, he has backed up all the talk as well. I'm sitting here and I'm trying to rack my brain of right? coaches and trying to think, and and when a coach stays at a place long enough, there's there is a fan base that is built, I can only come up with one name hmm. that would maybe have their own fan base. Ooh, and, and it's not it's not that it's not that I'm trying to use the perfect example. It's not that Mark Few doesn't have fans at Gonzaga. He obviously does, but it's because he's the Gonzaga coach and they've had great success. The one the one example I think is Bobby Knight. Sure. That's actually and, a good one. Yep, yep, yep. And and the reason being, and the reason why we know this is because he left Indiana and there were there were there was a fat you know, a group, a fraction of the fans that said, you know what, I've been a Hoosier fan my, you know, entire life, but I don't think what they did uh, Coach Knight was right. I'm gonna be a Texas Tech fan. Sure. And they may you know, like they maybe born and raised in the state of Indiana and and but that would be the only the only one that I can think of because also Aaron it's the only time where like a coach could reach the stature of that and then went and took a different job sure everybody else just retires yeah you know or and they don't they don't move on to a different gig I mean even Nick Saban hasn't been at Alabama that long compared to what some of these other you know legendary coaches have been and so I think that is I think that would be the only one that I could think that of a coach that could actually have a fan base. And Dion is using it to his, I mean, full advantage. And, and th- that fan base, by the way, keeping receipts. Even oh. today, yeah. even today, I'm seeing people on Twitter posting their own receipts of supporters of Dion. Sure. Of pointing out people who said that this team wasn't going to be anything. Oh, that's interesting. So they're, I, I thought you were saying people that were trying to tell the world that they've believed, but you're saying there's people that are on Dion's behalf calling out those that didn't yes. believe in Dion. Okay, that's incredible. I didn't even see a lot of that. I went and looked as well. I was like, what What? What was the Pac-12 preseason? 
11th. Uh, schedule. You know, oh, or oh, predictions. Yeah, yeah that, that's what I meant. The, you know, what are the media? What are, who did the media? How did they rank the Pac-12? And only Stanford mm-hmm. uh, garnered uh, fewer votes in the Pac-12 in their predicted order of finish. Colorado was predicted to finish 11th by the league's media. And um, I, I don't think we should be cashing in receipts right now. I think that's one thing that we need to be careful of. But it doesn't take away what happened on Saturday in living up to the hype, you know, exceeding expectations and now putting some putting some stuff on film that backs up the talk you've had over the last six months. Absolutely, absolutely, and um, and that that's exactly it, and and it's something a lot of people have talked about over the last forty eight hours is exactly what you just said is the idea that you know you don't want to put the cart before the horse, you don't want to start whatever, um, and and part of the reason why I don't want to say I was down on Colorado coming into the year, I just said you know one and four start is realistic if you looked at the schedule. Obviously, TCU this weekend, uh, last weekend, Colorado this or Nebraska this coming weekend at Oregon USC to end the, the month of September. Um, so I, I just I think it's 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 fair to be really excited. It's it's by the way, I think it's perfectly fair for if if people individually attack Dion or his son Shador or his players and he feels like he needs to defend them, I have no problem with it. But I also do think uh, you know realistically I listen, I still think that a bowl game. I still think that a 500 record is an incredible first season, um, and we'll see where it goes. But yes, there, there's still a lot of work to be done, even after this win the other day. Do you think? Do you think Colorado has received unfair treatment in how they're being, how they were being viewed leading up to the season? Um, I do. I, I really do. I really do. And I'll tell you is, and, and I've said this a few times on, on social media, and I, I said it. I know on my Saturday show. I don't know. You know, we I filled in uh, with you yesterday. I don't know if I said it on that show, but one thing that I two well two two really quick things is I never understood this notion why Colorado was going like like was going to be abysmal. Now the people that say they're going twelve and zero, Coach Prime's got the secret sauce, whatever. Okay, that that to me feels a little bit much. But a year ago, we literally saw TCU play for a national championship with a first-year head coach, thanks to a lot of guys they brought in the transfer portal. USC play for a Pac-12 title, win 11 games because of the guys they brought in the transfer portal. Uh, LSU bring in a bunch of guys and play for an SEC title. So I never understood the notion why they were, why it was a a you know a a, a pre a premeditated destiny that they were not going to be good this year. Um, and even after the win, I thought it was unfair. And, and I know I said this to you yesterday, Dan, of the idea that, um, you know, they, I saw people comparing it to App State versus Michigan. And it's like if you're comparing it to App State versus Michigan, you don't know what you're talking about. Because this is a scenario where, at the very least, the guys who had the ball in their hands that were stars the other day, Shador Sanders, a quarterback that was offered by pretty much every Power 5 major uh, team in college football, including Alabama. We know Travis Hunter's story, committed to Florida State, number one player in the country. And Dylan Edwards, who scored four touchdowns, was committed to Notre Dame. So that is a long-winded way of me saying, yes, I do think they were treated a little bit unfairly, whether it's because you don't like Dion, you don't like how he went about doing this with the roster turnover and stuff, whatever it was. But I never bought into the notion that this was going to be one of the worst teams in college football. Did you do it? Did you do a two things are true tweet? Because it popped up in my head, and I don't know if it's deja vu. I don't know if it's probably but because. I, but but I feel like I feel like that there's like 
I, I just saw a tweet. The Barstool Colorado site put up a, a tweet, saw it before the show, of the TCU fans yelling at the Colorado players and Deion Sanders. And just un, uncalled for language. And, you know, it was pointed out um, by Clarence Hill, who was like, you know, does, is Nick Saban treated like this? No, no. And, and, and honestly, no, no. Like, I get, like, coming into a college atmosphere, there's stuff that is said, there's taunting, but – I, this this is unacceptable. I, I don't think that this is this is right, and it's it's too bad that Florida uh, that, that uh, Colorado had to deal with this from the TCU fans. It it should not happen. Yeah, I, I feel that there is when you talk about this win and we talk about these receipts, Aaron. The two things can be true of Colorado was being unfairly judged or viewed. Better players win like they do. Yes. Like, I'm sorry. They just it's it, college basketball, college football. You have better players. You're likely to win more games. But it's also true in the sense of that for as great as this win was, you haven't solved the Rubik's Cube of the season. So like so it's we we still I still don't know how great Colorado is because sure. guess what? I don't know how good TCU is. I don't know how good Ohio State is because they looked completely average on Saturday. Indiana is supposed to be one of the worst teams of the Big 10 and Ohio State only, you know, only beat them 23 to 3. And now you're sitting there and you're you're trying to judge us. This is all around week 1 of college football. You could even take last night's game between LSU and Florida State, two teams that we think roster-wise are top 10 and were top 10 in the rankings. Who knows? Maybe LSU just doesn't have their stuff together this season. Maybe it completely collapses. Maybe Florida State, this is their high point. We don't know. But that's the point of the two things can be true. Colorado, at times, uh, completely treated unfairly. But you don't have to cash in the receipts right now because the jury is still out on their season. Those two things can be true. And I feel like right now, it's for those that felt Colorado was treated unfairly, Everybody now is cashing in all the receipts, and I just want to be like, hold on a sec. Like, I will take your 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 judgment and what you're saying, and we have video proof of what happened in Fort Worth on Saturday that is unfair, but I'm not willing to put Dion in Colorado now in my 14 playoff when it comes to college football. Like, I think we got to slow down in some aspects of it. Oh, there's no doubt. And, you know, and, and, I, and I think even and to get into the game a little bit, as great as this, like as great as the skill position stuff was, like the the guys that we all knew had a chance to be very good, uh, whether it was Travis Hunter, whether it was Dylan Edwards, whether you know some of the other guys that were transfers, and obviously Shador Sanders. Um, I also think, like, if you watch the game, the second half, the defense very much wore down. Um, I thought the the play calling, and I'm not an X's nose expert, but I thought the play calling was very sharp to get the ball out of Shador Sanders' hands. Credit to Shador Sanders for making plays because of the fact that um, because of the fact that uh, the play call, you know, listen, he did a good job. The play calling was good, but I just bring it up. It was because the O line uh, was starting to wear down as well. And so, uh, again, let's use the two things can be true. The, the good parts of Colorado, the th- the parts that we thought could be good, the skill position guys, Shador Sanders, Travis Hunter, etc., they were really good and maybe better than expected. The other parts, at the very least, need work. I don't want to say that the O-line was worse than we thought because I think a lot of people were really worried. I don't want to say the defense was worse than we thought because the defense we were all worried about. But two things can be true. The good stuff was really good, but the, the bad stuff is going to catch up with them at some point. It's just a matter of how much – uh, and what that makes the ceiling for this team going forward. If I were to tell you that I still feel that 
Utah, Washington, Oregon, and USC are better teams than Colorado. I think that that's a I think that's a fair college football assumption. I agree, but I also think that some people would say you're a hater, and I think Deion Sanders would yes. almost say yeah, that, yeah. considering of you know like what happened with the exchange between him and the reporter, and it's you know like I get it, but I just I it was an awesome moment. And that moment is going to turn into momentum this weekend when they end up taking on Nebraska in a game you could see on Fox, a big noon kickoff, the the whole deal, noon Eastern time kickoff from Colorado, the whole deal. So you have all of that momentum, but it doesn't mean that everything is now sorted out, that everything is is set to go, and this is Colorado, and they're on, on their path. And because you don't think so, also doesn't mean that you're a hater. Yeah, and this is, by the way, perfectly natural overreact. Not from you and I, but just for the people that are. Oh my God, you know, I mean, what is the playoff in play? Is eleven and one in play? How many teams will they not be fair? Like that's what we do in football, and so I, I have no problem with it. Um, I, I just think, you know, you and I obviously both watched the game really closely. We didn't just see highlights. We didn't just see the final score. There are definitely areas of concern. Um, and so I, but but I also, if you want to overreact, go ahead and overreact. It's week one. We've done it in the past. I mean, there was the the famous Texas is back with Charlie Strong when it certainly wasn't back. They're carrying him off the field. Uh, you know, you could go through a million different examples in both college and the NFL. Um, and so I have no problem with people that feel that way. But I I, I definitely lean more with you. It was an incredible he- moment. They're going to win a lot of games, but they're going to lose some too. Yeah, hit it on the head. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. John Ramos is here. Our executive producer is Bo Benson and Kevin Wyatt at the news desk, bringing us all the latest on what is ending up being a busy Labor Day in terms of news in the world of sports. Kevin will have an update coming up at the bottom of the hour. But coming up next, is the grass really greener for one of college football's top programs? We'll talk about that next here, live from the TireRack.com studios on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat a slice of pizza in under 30 seconds or... 
I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love pick six, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then, pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code DUG. New customers can play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code DUG, only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Doug Gallup show on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, it is the time to talk some college football. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today. Welcome in. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. Uh, College football, by the way, week one is not wrapped up yet. Not yet. Duke Clemson playing tonight. Uh, that will wrap up week one of the college football season. That's coming up at the bottom. Uh, well, I should say later on tonight, Aaron Torres will have an AT top 10. So even without that game being played, Aaron, uh, you still have a top 10 for college football that you have to make after week one, even though one of the teams has not yet played a game. I I, I do. I will say I, I saw a tweet from uh, Brandon Walker from Barstool Sports. He said something to the effect of, the worst part about uh, no no he said something about you know he's doing his week one takeaways and he says something about uh you know this weekend really shows you how how far Clemson has fallen under Dabo Sweeney we haven't even talked about him it's like they haven't even played yet and he did it like in a stream of like eight very serious tweets and you could see people starting to get mad at it I thought it was pretty clever uh, I probably didn't sell it well enough but I bring it up to say that yes <laughs> uh, Clemson still does play later today yes uh, yeah taking on Duke tonight eight o'clock Eastern time but an AT top 10 coming up uh, a little bit later on in the show uh, what did happen last night for the ACC was very very good Florida State uh, turning it on in the second half trailed at halftime to LSU ran away with it Jordan Travis uh, uh, quite the game for the Seminoles uh, amongst other Seminoles as well that had a great game 40 25-24 was the final. Pac-12 obviously off to an amazing start. No one has lost yet in that conference. But without Clemson even playing, I still think it's been a very good week for the ACC and not even talking about Cal, Stanford, and SMU joining the league, which we both have our opinions about negatively towards that move. But Florida State wins this big marquee game. If Clemson can handle their business, I think it was a pretty good week. North Carolina with their win against South Carolina. But Florida State right now showing that they seem to be the class of that conference. Yeah, I, I th- first of all, it was a very good weekend. Um, you know, you look at, say, um, you know, not even just, first of all, Florida State, I, I mean, it was really a second half domination by them. 
and it was it was a very impressive effort by them. I would add North Carolina, you know, that 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 was on Saturday night. I was really impressed by Drake May. I know the stat sheet tells you that he had two interceptions, but neither of them was really his fault. Uh, and he looked very much like what a first, you know, first round top of the NFL draft pick looks like. I also was thinking last night as as Florida State was putting the finishing touches on it. It's kind of it's kind of a weird year in college football, or it speaks to where we are in college athletics, where the Pac-12 has maybe its best group of teams, literally maybe ever, uh, and it's it's its last year, and then the best the the best ACC teams look awesome, are proving that they can play with anybody, and they're all the the good schools are all trying to get out of that league, and so that was one of my takeaways last night is. I get the idea of Florida State feeling like they're falling behind and, you know, the SEC has more money and our our rival Florida has more money and this and that. I don't know how if you're a Florida State administrator, you can truly look yourself in the mirror after last night and say that we're in any way, shape, or form at a disadvantage because they were the better team on the field, they were better prepared, they were better coached, um, and it's, it's due to recruiting, it's due to development, it's due to strength and conditioning, it's due to NIL. There is no place that that Florida State is falling behind the rest of college football, and I actually think at this point it's kind of dumb to want to get out of the ACC as opposed to actually stay there rather than try and figure out a way to get in the SEC where the competition is that much tougher. Don't you think – actually, I shouldn't say it that way. I think what Florida State is worried about, though, is in due time of falling behind. Oh, yeah. And the other and the the race that the other ACC schools and this isn't this isn't different to a lot of the other conferences, but Florida State's on top. They want their fair share, but they're not competing with the other ACC schools. You know, they're they are competing with the SEC schools and the schools that are atop the SEC and atop the Big Ten. And isn't that where, like, if if there's only so much they can get in money-wise for the ACC, at some point as the SEC continues to expand, they're going to be left behind. I think that's what their view is. In well, 10 the, years, you know... The, yeah, if the SEC expands, but they would be a, a viable candidate. I, I do think it's fair, Dan. It, what, what I was going to say, I'm sorry that I cut you off there. I do think what is fair is to say, if you don't have the right coach, if things aren't going well... Um, that it, it can go sideways really quick. And then you you don't have the money, you don't have this, you don't have that. And if you don't have the right coach, it could go sideways. So I think I, I think now that we're talking it out, your 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 argument is probably uh makes sense and probably what their argument would be in that building as well is yeah, we got the perfect coach for us right now, but um, you know, what if he retires? What if he goes to the NFL? What if he this? What if he that? Mm-hmm. Uh and what if the next guy isn't him? Um, and what if we somehow get left behind at that point? So I think you've already kind of talked me out of my argument now that we're actually doing it live well, on there. Well, and, and for those that don't know, Aaron and I, this is, uh, I mean, we have been together all weekend long talking college football. He and Jason Martin have their show on Saturdays. That was the only reprieve. Uh, Saturday nights, you could catch it, by the way, 11 o'clock Eastern, 8 Pacific. They get you covered with everything that happened in college football and what's going on at night. Aaron and I were together yesterday, and we were together uh, on Friday talking about this. And when yesterday we were talking about it, I think the example that we used was, like, I feel like Oklahoma State in the end, now they're in the Big 12 um, without Oklahoma and Texas, but they have an opportunity to, you know, push to the top of the league with still comparable opponents um, to play against. And we talked about why, you know, Oregon and and Utah maybe, you know, wanted to 
stay in the Pac-12. It would have been maybe beneficial for them. It just seems like it's a different race for Florida State, especially with their location, where they already are the top dog, where maybe those other you know, other schools weren't because of USC and UCLA or, or in the Big 12 because of Oklahoma and Texas. Like, Florida State's trying to figure out, okay, how do we, how do we compete with Alabama and Georgia as opposed to um, how do we continue? Even though they haven't, by the way, been winning ACC titles, but Clemson's in the same boat with them, essentially. That's where it's, I think it's a different race when you talk about Florida State uh, and the ACC and why they, you know, have their undies in a bundle. Yeah, I, I think it's now that we've actually talked about it on air, I do think that it is a good counterpoint is it's easy to get caught up in the moment. And the one thing I will say is that for the most part, maybe not so much on the highest levels, um, but more on the lower levels, it does feel like realignment often is who is good in that moment. You know, TCU got an invite to the to the um, Big, Big 12 a, a decade ago because of that. Uh, same with whoever now maybe at the highest level texas was a little bit down they still get the sec invite usc was a little bit down lincoln riley hadn't coached a game they still get the big 10 invite but uh, i guess that is the argument as well is that you know say the ace say the sec doesn't want to go beyond a certain number and clemson's really good or north carolina's really good and maybe they have the opportunity to add other schools that aren't florida state so now that we've talked it out on air i came in with this big bold strong opinion and i don't know if i even agree with the opinion that i had 10 minutes ago and so I, I can see the argument where even beating LSU in the manner that they did uh, and, and even really establishing themselves for at least one year as a real contender, uh, maybe it isn't going to be enough in the big picture. Here's here's the other thing about those schools, though, of and it's specifically Florida State and Clemson. And I'm not putting North Carolina in and I'm not putting Miami. I'm not putting Virginia. I'm, I'm taking Florida State and Clemson. When you think about their tradition and it's not that Miami doesn't have it's not what I'm saying but just those two schools specifically even though they've been in the league with these schools for about a decade it just doesn't match with Syracuse and Pitt and Boston College and I think it's the same feeling that some feel like in the Big Ten with Rutgers but honestly I think Maryland's acclimated itself pretty well to the Big Ten where it, it may not be the most natural fit, but it's it's more fitting than what it was previously. And when when you're talking about additions, you're just talking about a league. I mean, we're so used to the to the SEC and, and you know, Vanderbilt is awful, but still it feels like it's a part of that conference. It just seems like the ACC has this structure where the top in those schools are just so different than you know, mm-hmm. a, a bunch of the others. I don't know. I don't know if you view it the same way, but it just it doesn't it doesn't seem like and it's not meant to be a knock on Pitt or Syracuse or, or anything. It's just it doesn't feel like there is that natural. Like if you went on a first date it'd be like, all right, this doesn't work. You know, we'll see you later. Them being in the same conference and going after the same goals just doesn't doesn't work for me. No. And, and they're not. I mean, they, they are, but they're not. I mean, you know, I mean, even. Like as an example, two years ago, Pitt with Kenny Pickett and Wake Forest with Sam Hartman, who we now know, you know, people that didn't know him uh, is a pretty good quarterback. They played for an ACC title and it didn't feel the same as when Florida State and Clemson were in it. And you look at, say, the SEC, it's like it doesn't really matter if Florida or Tennessee or Georgia wins the East. It always feels big, even if Alabama or Auburn or LSU wins the West and so th- that is and I, I think you know the ACC is the perfect example of 
um, you know, you don't root for this, but eventually it does appear as though it's going to break up. And and I, I, you know, and I said this, um, I said this a few months, a few weeks back when the Pac-12 officially broke up, is that if you think Oregon State and and uh, you know Washington State and at the time Cal and Stanford are going to be the last schools left behind as this stuff continues to shake out, think again because I think that uh, there are there are a lot of uh, there there are a handful of schools in that conference, the ACC, that probably have value to these other conferences. But again, you get to a Boston College, you get to a Georgia Tech, a whomever, and it's again, it's no disrespect intended, but it is the reality of the situation. There are a lot of schools that just don't fit, especially when you talk about the difference between big-time college football and the rest of college sports. Yeah, guaranteed. It's 100% guaranteed that league's going to crumble. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to, whether it's whether it's now or whether it's 10 years from now. That's what was also so weird is seeing on, you know, and I, I know that you have TV partners, but during the North Carolina and South Carolina game, and North Carolina's winning at the time, it seemed like it was a bit of a celebration for the ACC. And to me, I just felt like this is just holding off, you know, until, you know, Oh, yeah. For the inevitable. Like that, mm-hmm. that that's all that it is. Like right now you can celebrate all you want and maybe give yourself another life. Now, the ACC may point to the Big 12 and be like, hey, everybody thought that league was dead and look at what happened. I just don't know what doors the ACC could go to. And that's why I just, yeah, 100%. I think at some point you're not going to have an ACC or the ACC that you have. It's just not even close to what it resembles right well, now. Well, and that goes back to when we were filling in for Doug and Cavino and Rich on Friday. And uh, we talked about the idea, uh, you know, uh, Nick Cope was on the uh, update desk, and I love Nick, and it's no disrespect intended, but he said he said something to the effect of, you add Cal, Stanford, and SMU as a contingency plan in case the big football schools leave. And I said, that could very well be their thinking, but ACC football ain't going to feel the same if, if Florida State, Clemson, and whoever leave and you're left behind with the schools that are outside of them that are already in the ACC, the Wake Forest, the Georgia Techs, the whatever – and then you have Cal, Stanford, and SMU. So that may be their thinking, but we know what the big brands are in college football. There's two or three of them left in the ACC, and like you said, you're not. We're not rooting for it, but eventually, uh, th- those schools are going to figure out their way out of that league, and everybody else is going to get left behind. And with all that being said, it was still a great weekend for the ACC, even though we oh, just, yeah. you know, like, hey, hey, and, and it could it could continue tonight if Clemson, uh, granted it's a conference game, but uh, yeah, if, you know, Clemson ends up getting a win, could even be better for uh, for the league. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug on this Labor Day. It is, uh, hey, technically, I guess week one is here in the NFL, hasn't uh officially started with games but we're having injury reports that and so much more uh what is a big deal little deal or no deal in the nfl and college football aaron and i will tell you next he is aaron torres i'm dan Byer, in for doug gottlieb here on fox sports radio be sure to catch the live edition of the doug gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m eastern noon pacific this is steve cavino and rich davis and together we are cavino and rich cavino and rich thanks buddy uh, that's right, Kavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Kavino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Kavino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich. Rich, give me a hell yeah.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Fresh off of a huge weekend in college football, looking ahead to the NFL. There's something that is missing in the National Football League as the 2023 campaign is set to begin on Thursday night. We'll get to that at the top of the hour. He is Aaron Torres. Get him on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me at Dan Byer on Fox. Twitter.com if you would like to be exact. By the way, not to get too personal, but we have hung out so much over these last three weeks. I feel I can ask, is everything okay in Vegas with mom? I mean, I'm hearing all of these rain stories. I don't know if she's affected by it, but these storms that have hit Vegas, crazy stuff that we see on Twitter. So uh, she is back in Connecticut for right now. So oh, okay, uh, yeah, all right. It's a okay. summer home. Uh, she is not or a, winter, well, a winter way, home. A winter home. A winter. Home. Okay, really sorry to put you off guard with no, that. And all of us okay. just be like, but I knew that you had family, I, and I knew that your mom lived in Vegas, and I appreciate. And of course, my ADD just I no. see these Vegas tweets, and I'm like, oh, let me ask Aaron. How's it going? I, I appreciate you checking in. Yeah, as far as I know, everything is fine with her place and everything like that. But I, I did see they got some weather for sure. Um, and uh, but yeah, she is gone until probably right around the new year. I will see her around Thanksgiving, so that's great. Uh, just took some vacation with her. Uh, so yeah, so she's good. I, I assume the house is good, and she is back in Connecticut for now. Yeah, all these Burning Man stories. Yeah, my wife's trying to tie. I was clueless. I didn't know anything about it, and she's telling me all about it. And then I saw this video of Chris Rock being saved. <laughs> yep, I Crazy, that craziness. Not to downplay it with my ignorance about what's going on or what Burning Man is, but there's just some crazy, crazy weather going on uh, in Nevada. How about some crazy, crazy news uh, as we play a game here on Fox? Daytime! 
This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. We will be the ones to tell you if it's crazy or not. Kevin Wired is here. What's going on, Kevin? Well, big deal, little deal or no deal that Bill Belichick praised Mac Jones' offseason work telling WEEI Radio that the quarterback is in excellent physical condition and has improved in reads, decision-making, and timing. I think it's a big deal because Belichick isn't one to just hand out compliments. And in fact, it's kind of been the opposite, right? Isn't Tom Brady the one who was always mad that he wasn't like Patriot of the Week or Patriot of the Month? Like, so there's, so I, I do think that that's a big deal. And especially with the commitment that they've seemingly made at the uh, quarterback position with really having him back with no competition. I know they signed Matt Corral and uh, Bailey Zappi going to be a practice squad player. But if you remember last year, Bailey Zappi came in and ended up being, uh, you know, the, the guy for New England for a little while. So it's, uh, yeah, I think it's a big deal that he ended up, uh, uh, saying those words and praising Mac Jones. I'll say big deal as well. Um, yeah, for most of the same reasons that you did, just the idea that he isn't a guy to hand out compliments. I also think, and I'm not trying to be cliche, but this younger generation, I think, responds better to positive reinforcement than the Tom Brady generation. I don't know if Belichick really means it or if he is just trying to you know, give him a little bit of confidence going into week one, but I, I do think it is a big deal. Big deal, little deal, or no deal that Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup is going to see a specialist after suffering a setback to his hamstring injury that has him labeled day-to-day. Aaron, you want to take this one? I'll say big deal to me um, because, listen, I mean, it's cliche, we all know, but the Rams' entire success is predicated on about four or five guys being healthy. And if Cooper Cooper Cup is certainly one of them, if he's not healthy, that's not good. I would add, too, see a specialist on a hamstring? That can't be good. It's one thing if it's a knee or an elbow or this or that. A hamstring feels pretty self-explanatory. The fact that it isn't, to me, is a very big deal. Yes, and to see a specialist today and you have a game on Sunday, yeah, it tells me he's not going to be there week one. And At what point, if you're the Rams, you know, if, if it is more serious and you don't get off to the start that you want, division game at Seattle to start the week, at what point do you um, maybe end up shifting your focus towards next year so yeah so a huge deal that that i'll tell you what that super bowl year is is turning out to be the peak for a lot of people uh for the rams not only just with the uh, the fan base and the super bowl win but matthew stafford cooper cup uh yeah that may have uh, that may have been the peak all right yeah, it's a big deal considering Sean McVay has a history of downplaying injuries on the Rams. So the fact that he's actually going to a specialist. Uh, By the way, good. you're a Rams fan, Kevin, yes. right? Yeah, so is John Ramos. Bo Benson was at one point. I don't know if he still is or not. So it's like we got a Ra- we got a Rams-filled studio here at Fox Sports Radio. Big deal, little deal, or no deal that Alabama's top defensive backs Malachi Moore and Jalen Key are listed as day-to-day in the lead-up to the Crimson Tides matchup with the number 11 Texas. Uh little deal uh, I don't know injuries happen in college football it is big game but I'll say little deal yeah I'll say little deal as well uh, if this game was at Texas I'd feel a lot differently but Quinn Ewers like we get so excited he wasn't that good last year and he had a great half against Alabama before he unfortunately got hurt but he was not very good 56% completion percentage 15 touchdowns over the course of a season now he has to go into the toughest road environment that he will probably play in his entire career. I don't want to say it's no deal, but I would lean more little deal than big deal. 
All right, big deal, little deal, or no deal that Panthers pass rusher Brian Burns is not practicing due to a contract stalemate with head coach Frank Reich saying that he's been missing due to what he's calling a personal matter. I think this is a big deal, and and it's a big deal because I think Carolina has a legitimate chance to win that division. I, I, I do. If you just – their defense is the strength of the team, and you have Bryce Young be able to, uh, to, develop, to develop and grow but have the defense maybe cover up some of the warts. I'm, I, you know, I'm not as sold on the Saints as, as others are. You don't have Brian Burns. It's a big deal. Plus, he was a guy that many were interested in, and the Panthers ended up keeping him instead of you know, getting compensation for him. Um, yeah, it's a really big deal for Carolina that he's not there. I'll say big deal again for the exact same reasons. You mentioned a lot of people are liking Carolina. Um, I, I myself picked them to win the division, the, obviously the NFC South. And so to not have this dude, you know, right now, potentially for week one, I do think it is a big deal. And that is game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. All right. You could get Kevin Wyatt on social media on uh, X.com. Kevin's got a little different Twitter handle. What is it? Is it? It's K. It's K Dub. Yeah, a, that's what my friends call me ever since high school. So that's and then K Dub AMFM. Yeah, that's because it. it kind of sounds like a call letter, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're tuning into K Dub AM yes, and FM. Exactly. That's what you can get at Twitter.com. When the mic Thanks, is on, Kevin. of course. Yes, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. What's the NFL missing? We'll tell you next year on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.